Those protests by Egyptian newspapers and TV stations reflect a growing concern about media freedom in the country. Many journalists and media observers in Egypt say President Morsi and his supporters have been using some very familiar tricks to clamp down on journalists who criticize them. Ben Gilbert reports from Cairo. When former Egyptian President Hosni Mubarak left office in February 2011, journalist Sabah Hamamu saw her chance to make a groundbreaking change in Egypt's ossified state-owned daily newspaper, Al-Ahram. After dealing with years of red lines and stories that pandered to the ruling regime, its rich cronies, and the state's security apparatus, Hamamu and other employees staged a sit-in to eject the Mubarak-appointed CEO from his office. We wanted him to go. We told him, you have to resign. You've been appointed by a regime that's failed. You have to go. It took some time, but like many of Mubarak's appointees at state-run media, Al-Ahram's CEO and senior editor were soon forced to resign. Hamamu returned to work as the deputy business editor. She had won a battle, but it turned out to be the first engagement of an ongoing war. Now, nearly two years after the revolution, she and other Egyptians are still fighting for an independent media. Last month, the government shut down satellite station Dream TV. The government said it was about a licensing issue, but one of the hosts said the move was due to the station's political programming that was often critical of the president. The station has since gone back on the air, but still may be potentially shut down. Another satellite network was shut down earlier this year after the station's owner was charged with insulting the president. In Egypt, that's still a crime. It's just one of around 30 Mubarak-era laws in the criminal code meant to muzzle the media with hefty fines and years in jail. Hiba Murayev is with Human Rights Watch. The laws haven't changed, and the penal code criminalizes everything from insulting public institutions to insulting the president, insulting a foreign diplomat, insulting a foreign king, spreading false information. So far this year, those laws have been used to file at least 900 formal complaints against journalists, talk show hosts and their guests, producers and editors. Many journalists and free speech advocates had hoped that President Morsi would abolish the country's Byzantine press rules and dismantle the Ministry of Information. Instead, he appointed a Muslim Brotherhood member to run the ministry, and state TV began running coverage overtly friendly to the Muslim Brotherhood, a group it had railed against for most of its existence under Mubarak. Elijah Zerwan of the European Council on Foreign Relations says overall, state media's coverage is more balanced than under Mubarak, but it still favors the power in charge, as evidenced by the recent coverage of anti-Morsi protests in Tahrir Square and around Egypt. They're interviewing people in the square, they're showing the protests, but they're also featuring a lot of guests from the Brotherhood. They had a a panel where it was basically three people in favor of Morsi's decree and one person against. So they seem to be kind of struggling with it. I mean, they have an obligation to get the government side out because the government is footing the bill. But they're also trying to show both sides. Morsi's government did appoint new management. Sabah Hamamu's new boss at Al-Ahram was one of the more curious picks, a journalist better known for using his columns to attack the protesters in Tahrir Square during the 2011 uprising than for supporting institutional reform. Hamamu says she's worried about the future of Egypt's media. Others share her concern, including Egyptian journalist and editor Rania al-Maliki. There's this fear that it's going to be a return to how it was before with the people in power controlling the message and framing the messages that are coming out of the national press. 
Malki says the problem isn't just the Muslim Brotherhood's desire to control the message, though that's true. She says after decades of dictatorship, Egyptian journalists working for state media don't think of themselves as government watchdogs, but as government employees. They think of themselves not as national media, but as the media for the ruling party, you know, the voice of the government. Malki would like to see Egypt's Ministry of Information replaced with a non-political independent media regulator like the BBC. Many journalists and other free speech advocates worry that's a long shot. But there is a glimmer of hope. Post-revolutionary Egypt has seen an explosion of new independent media outlets, and some of the fear that used to keep journalists and non-journalists silent has fallen away. For The World, I'm Ben Gilbert, Cairo, Egypt.